Tarrant is brave, young, handsome. There are three good reasons for anyone not to like him. I'm Del Tarrant. I'm Del Tarrant. Tarrant? Fred Sosa. This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Ian, can we go through the pre-recording checklist, please? Yes, yeah, certainly. Have you got it in front of you? I have. Um, have you got your studded shoulder pads on? Oh, always. I wear them even when we're not recording. Even with your pyjamas, do you? Oh, yes, no. yeah. Well, <laughs> just in case you need, you know, if you need to get up in the middle of the night and bring down the fascist regime. Why, why would you ever need studded shoulder pads? What are the studs supposed to do? I don't know. It'd be nice if they'd have shown like deflecting a blaster bolt, and then you go, "Oh, that's why. That's why they all wear studs." Or maybe <laughs> the the studs pop off, and they become like marbles, and they trip up the bad guys who are Could chasing be, yeah. after you, or something like that. Do you remember when yes. uh, when they relaunched the Doctor Who with the Dalek, and his his balls were suddenly uh, suicide <laughs> devices? So like, what the hell? Perhaps that's why. Is perhaps um, perhaps if Tarrant gets cornered, his balls drop, and he commits suicide. <laughs> Or maybe this is a subliminal message saying Tarrant has got balls. It could be. He's got many of them. They're not very big, but he's got many of them. He's got tiny, tiny you, balls, but copious yeah. balls. We we should have watched. We should have rewatched it all in order to see whether Avon has the studs first and Tarrant. Do you do you think he saw Avon with studs and went, "Oh, I'm back to my cabin." He got his studmatic machine out and he's just studding everything. Studying everything. Yeah, and then he struts onto the, the he struts onto the bridge and goes, huh? look, Avon, huh? Huh? Or find an episode that's a true stud fest. Stud, you know? yeah. Has anyone ever counted up how many studs appear in Blake 7? I'm sure there is a page devoted to it somewhere, yes. Do you, do you yeah. think um, near the BBC <clears throat> there was a like a, a, a haberdashery store and their their sales of studs went up and up and up and up and up, and they couldn't work out why. So they kept ordering more and more in. And then in 1981, the sales suddenly dropped off. Plummeted. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as Tarrant appears. Put them out of could business, be. Yeah. Could be. All right. So, all right. Good. Good. We both got our studied shoulder pads on. Have you yes. have you got your have you got your perm wig on? I haven't. I couldn't find it, so I've got the cat to sit on my head. Oh, the cat's on your head. Okay. Yeah. Send us a photo later. Yeah. Um. What about your Miss Selfridge belt? Have you? Yes. Got that? Of course. Yes. Yeah, of course. And my yes. big. Robin Hood, Miss Selfridge belt, yeah. Yeah, and I know you've been practicing all week. Have you perfected the looking up at the ceiling when you're in full flow thing? Oh, I'm looking up at the ceiling now. Oh, I, 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 I have I'll join you in there. <coughs> yes, have a look up. God, it needs dusting. It does. There's a lot of cobwebs. Um, have you managed to perfect your half bow while holding a gun, going backwards out of a room stance? Because that's a difficult one. That shows the true pomps. No, no, I, 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 I'm in, in awe of him. Yes. There's no way I could match it. Mm. All right, okay. So who we're going to talk. Are we discussing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we are then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tarrant, Del Tarrant. Um, Good old Tarrant. 
Del Tarrant. Now, you know that the initial concept for a replacement for Blake was this guy called the Captain. Yes, yeah, which I, I, I didn't know at the time. I didn't obviously didn't know at the time, and I didn't know until really you sort of pointed it out and was telling me about it. But I think it could have been a good, a good idea. You can see why they went down that route. Because mm. the, the trouble with the trouble with um, Tarrant, I think, is like cause Anne said, uh, you know, who are you doing today? I said Tarrant. She goes, oh, the Blake wannabe. And that, Blake I think that's, Light. Yeah, we called him Blake Light before, haven't we? Yeah, and I think that's the problem, isn't it? They've if they should have gone with a completely different style of character mm. instead. They obviously thought if we bring someone in, it's a bit like Blake. We can perhaps use the old scripts and you know don't have to change too much. Well, the original concept was he was going to be considerably older, older yeah, even than Blake. I think Blake. that would have been good. An, a, yeah. an, an old, grizzled, seen-it-all captain. Yeah, that would have well, been he, good. Yeah, he was a, a, a Federation captain who defects yeah. after Star One, you know. <coughs> and there was also going to be a, a twist in the tale at the end, a Terry Nation twist in the end, that he was working for Serverland all along. along. Yeah. But he was going to be an older, grizzled, um, you know, captain as opposed to the 21 year old curly Stephen yeah. Pacey that they went for is that how, he, how old he was at the time 21? yeah 21 and he says that you know he didn't think he had a chance when he went for it because the description said somebody in there like you know mid 40s early 50s and he's like yeah. but I'm 20 21 I, I haven't got a chance I hmm. didn't realize he was that quite that young um, and again I suppose we must just point out we're not None of our criticisms are aimed at Stephen Pacey. No, because we've said there's certain times when he plays it brilliantly, and when he plays his own brother, he does so brilliantly. He appears to be a really good actor. Um, it's just weird that they went with this portrayal of the the sort of braggart sort of character. Well, I think I think what you've got is you've got uh, a whole lot of. Uh, uh, factors which all mix up and and yeah. and gives us you know out comes Tarrant. So yeah, you you've you, you you've got somebody you know who initially was meant to be a, a grizzled veteran yeah. um, gone rogue, and elements of that yeah, were, there's a, there's did come across there, yeah. in there. There is the whole thing about taking a swashbuck <coughs> a swashbuckling yeah. stance for him. Again, goes into the mix, comes out not quite the way yeah. they would have intended, and then you have yes, Stephen Pacey's youth, yeah, um, and all these things, and and it is a shame that Stephen Pacey was handed a role that wasn't defined properly, and and was never really defined properly. I mean, yeah, you mentioned his brother, you know, Dieter Tarrant, you know, was a perfectly formed character established yeah. for that story, and he acted it very very well. Yeah, I I think we we said on that episode that had Tarrant been played as his brother throughout, I think you you possibly might have had an Avon rivaling favourite main character. Mm. Um, it's it's weird that you're right. He is Tarrant as we know him is a, a character by committee, isn't he? Yes. You can almost see, and none of it gels together quite right. So you've got yeah, you've got the 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 Starfleet captain. You've got He's a bit. They've obviously got Han Solo's popular. Let's have him a bit big-headed, like Han Solo. Um, there's lots of little elements of everything in there 
There's bits of Blake in there when they want him to be a bit Blakeish. Obviously, old scripts and things. Um, yeah, it's it, it it is a very strange hodgepodge of a character. When he's good, he's very very good. But when mm. he's bad, he's Tarrant. <laughs> that is perfectly summed yeah. up. Yes, and and it's it's a shame because I like the notion of this ex Federation person yeah. that just jumps ships, becomes a mercenary becomes a, a gun runner, a smuggler, another Jenner, if you like. Yeah. In a, he, he, he ran off with a pursuit ship and and went in against the Andromedans during Star One. You know, I like all this backstory. Yeah. It, he, he could have been so cool. He could well, have been yeah. the Han Solo type, yeah. couldn't he? Well, he, he, I mean, because his story is, is very similar to Max Rokotansky's, isn't it? It's, he could have been the ex-patrol officer, mm. You know, taciturn, not no braggadiness. I mean, he, he, they could have gone any number of ways and had a super cool character. Unfortunately, they tried to go every way and had a, a bit of a trifle of a character. Um, it's really it's frustrating because I've just been looking through the sort of the episode list and going, okay, because we've watched him out of order. Let's see if there's a point where he becomes he settles in, and and it's not. Is no. you got like a couple. Because I think I think one of his strongest performances is the first episode he's in, where he's playing the Federation captain. Really good. I enjoy that performance. And then you've got a couple of duff ones. And then you've got one that you go, oh, actually, yeah, he's getting out. Oh, no, back to duff ones. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's um, a case of if you put them into filming order, they would make more sense as far as the professionalism of the performance. Because mm. by... <laughs> Oh, pardon me. I apologize to everyone for all this coughing. I got a horrible cold at the moment. Um, by season four, although season four is pretty terrible, by season four, this, the character's not as annoying, I don't think. No, he's no, toned he's it down. This, yeah. the, 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 the bragging side of thing, uh, yeah. he's toned down. The bullying to Villa is has pretty gone, much gone yeah. by season four, you know. So he was getting more into, you know, into the role, I think. Stephen I think Pacey so, yeah. had found it. I think the writers had found the right way to go. But yeah. that was very interesting what you just said there about having maybe like a Max Rokotansky type. If we had had Tarrant as this ex-Federation guy come on board, he would almost take the, the place of Avon. If, if, if they were going to do what, which, what they did do, which is make Avon the hero, yeah. he could have... Avon becomes Blake, Tarrant becomes Avon and becomes the sullen distrustful yeah. you know yeah, point, pointing out the error of avon's ways every yeah and point. just arguing yeah. all the time he yeah. could have been he could have done that role that would have been interesting yeah but they they never really went that way with avon though did they i know that was the idea but avon never re certainly in season three never really gelled as the <coughs> as the resistance leader um because it would again i think season three is so uh spottily written it's so many it's lots and lots of disparate little stories that I don't think you really get character arcs as such. No, um, no. You know, there's a few things that follow through, like Avon gets a nice little bit, uh, but they never really, with Tarrant, they never really do anything with it. And it's a and shame it's because, too late. I, yeah, because I think out of the majority of, of our main characters, Tarrant gets an awful lot of backstory over the yeah. course of the two seasons. But they don't really do anything with it, and that's a real shame because what we're left with usually is this braggart, yeah. uh, this this boastful. <laughs> we we run him down all the time, don't we, uh, Tarrant? We do, this yeah. um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This curly-haired um, buffoon, basically. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, he is he is the pub bore, really, isn't he? He's the guy that he's been there, done that, got the t shirt, will tell you everything about it. Or um, which himself. Is, yeah, or himself. Which is a shame because I sort of been because I think talent is one of the most difficult characters that we're gonna do as far as pinning him down because he, he is so all over the place. But as a character he's sort of he can handle himself. He's quite resourceful when it comes to it it's just this this level of boasting that that isn't really warranted yeah it is such a shame because mm. if if you were picking any one of the cat if say say you had to <coughs> go on a mission talent's probably one of the better ones to go with yes isn't he because avon's probably going to get you killed and won't care about you villa will probably hide and let you get captured i think talent's probably the most normal heroic type character mm. um it's just yeah it's it's almost it's very frustrating talent i think all right well he, let's have a talk about him let's yeah. look at, at, at what we know about him and of course yes. the very first time we ever see him um is in power play the second story yes. well he appears <laughs> at, at the beginning of aftermath doesn't he at the very right very at the very end, end. Yeah. Very, very end. Yeah. the only time the show actually had a cliffhanger ending apart yeah, from the, yeah. the, 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 the end of uh, season ones um and yeah there he is he's on the liberator and he's with clegg Summary execution is the usual punishment for boarding a Federation ship without authority. What are you doing on my ship? Your ship. That's right. You were supposed to search the ship. These two should have been found. Where were you hiding? We weren't hiding. We've only just realized there was anyone else on board. We were on a civilian ship that got caught up in the battle. We managed to dock our life capsule alongside this ship and come aboard. Just the two of you? We were exhausted and settled into a cabin. We've been sleeping for hours. Have your men make another search and this time see they do it properly. Harmon? You heard the officer. What's your name? My name is Chevron. This is my wife, Dana. You have identification. We lost everything when our ship was hit. We were lucky to get out with our lives. We've all been lucky. Not many of our people survived the battle. Captain Del Talent. Section leader Clegg. Great I mean, to see our friend Clegg are back, isn't it? It is. It's that immediately, when you're seen in a shot with Clegg, you're immediately, your hardness factor is upped. Yes. Isn't it? So, see, I like, I like uh, redemption. Is redemption? Is it no? What? No, it's power play. Power play. Sorry, I like power play as an episode. I think it's one of Talent's strongest performances. Um, but he's not really playing Talent, is he? <laughs> no, that's why. Um, but he fits it. He fit. This is where his his level of not being a braggart, but but being a bit judgmental, a bit hoity-toity, fits. Yes. yes. And had, had they gone down that route where he was. He was a bit of a uh, a toff and looked down on everyone. I think that's that would have worked. That would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. Is, here, yeah. here in Power Play, he's playing the Federation officer the same way Provine was the Federation yeah, officer. Exactly. Yeah, and it it fits perfectly. Mm. You could they, you could see talent working with 
uh, with Travis, couldn't you? You could see mm. these working well together. Yeah, and, and but it's dropped after this story. Yeah, it's yeah. dropped. So the, exactly. the story after this is Volcano. Yeah. I know they shot these things out of order, but yeah, yeah that 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 that's really it, good talent at the beginning. Yeah. It's almost as, yeah. as soon as he takes the bell staff off and puts his Robin Hood ca- uh, uniform on, it's like the ca- the character goes off with the uniform, doesn't it? Yes, that's another yeah. good way of yeah. putting things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we learn an awful lot about him in, in Power Play, but we have maligned Tarrant. Tarrant, the character, we're saying, not yes. Stephen Pacey. Not but Stephen Pacey. You, you, you know, how much of it is just boastful nonsense? Did he do all these things? But we've got to kind yeah. of like assume he did, because we do have instances where things are backed up to some of his yeah. claims. Well, that's right? what I mean. He, se- he seems a very capable man. He seems to know his stuff, although he, he couldn't land a shoal. He could only get into orbit. <laughs> Pathetic. This is true. Um, <coughs> but he seems to be a good, fairly good shot. I think we see him shooting people, don't we? Yes, he seems. Yes. He doesn't seem to blunder into stuff that often. Right? Yeah, he, he seems a... Which is, I think it's a bigger shame, because if he... If he had been like a braggart and totally useless, you could sort of do things with that. But... Uh, a fairly competent braggart mm. is weird. It's a weird combination. Yeah. Han Solo gets away with it by sheer dint of personality. Mm. You read, it, I could, funny, weirdly, I've just been watching Star Wars. It was on, for some reason this weekend on Sky, all the films are on like constant repeat. Um, so I've just been watching a bit of Star Wars when on Death Star. And I was, funny, I was thinking of talent at the time. I think, this is how you handle a braggart. You've got to have that little wink cheeky smile yeah, yeah. twinkle which yeah. and i don't know whether that's down to stephen pace's sort of uh inexperience at acting but he doesn't it doesn't come across like that. they never you never get that point where even avon gets the point where he smiles to camera and, and you go uh yeah but Tarrant yeah, no, never no, gets I th- that i think you're absolutely <laughs> right harrison ford can pull it off yeah you know because he's in his 40s stephen pacey a very very early twenties. He's yeah. trying to do the charmer, the swashbuckling charmer. But yeah. when you know you have that thing where um, I think it's Harvest of Karas, where Villa says to Taron, "Bit of a know-it-all, aren't you?" And he gives this little cocky little wink to him, yeah. and it's like, "Oh, you twat!" <laughs> <laughs> you don't find that charming. You just find it no. annoying. You know? Yeah, well, I think we've all worked with someone like Tarrant, haven't we? I certainly have, yeah. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so so Tarrant, Del Tarrant, right? Um, it's never ever mentioned, but I'm assuming he's from Earth. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't think they ever mention it. No, and um, he's got one brother. The only family we know about is a brother. He's got this uh, brother called twin brother, Dieter. Yeah. Yes, um, um, and he calls uh, Dell little brother. So presumably, if they are twins, he's a couple of hours old, or minutes older than uh, um, Dell. Yes, but I, I, yeah, but I bet, <coughs> I bet Dell brags that he got out of the womb first, <laughs> and all the nurses bowed yeah, down and started worshiping did. him. Yeah. It'll be like the nativity scene. <laughs> yeah, they held him up high, but with like a, the lion, but King. with a perm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so presumably he was born on Earth, and we know uh, that he, because he says so, that he was a graduate of the Federation Space Academy. Yes. Now, that's not conscription then. He volunteered to go into the Space Academy, a bit like Luke in Star Wars wants to yes. go off and join the yeah. Academy, doesn't he, to get off the yeah. planet. I imagine they, they perhaps 
strip black on scripted troopers and things. But even that, I don't think we're. They never mention that, do they? They never. No. I don't think they they say that they're forcing people to be troopers. But yeah, I imagine because Talent would have gone straight in at officer level, wouldn't he? He wouldn't. Have, he's not worked himself up through the ranks. He's gone in. No. So no, I imagine Dad, what, Daddy knows this, someone. Doesn't yeah, he? I was going to yes. say. Does this mean that his parents were well connected or rich? Well, he's he's very well spoken. Talent, he's very isn't well he? spoken. Yeah, and his yeah. brother was as well. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so these aren't these aren't. Uh, Delta grades are they? This is an alpha grade from oh, I reckon. Oh, he 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 puts the alpha in alpha. Um, yeah, does our Terence? Yes. Um, and we find out his first command was a, a lieutenant on the Kyropan shuttle. Yes. Under Captain Jarvik, and that was fifteen years before. So yes. So this doesn't tally up with the age of the actor. In that, um, you know, if he was a lieutenant on the Kyropan shuttle. Um, 15 years before, how old it actually is, Tarrant. Yeah, because, you know? I mean, I'm presuming it, it wasn't like, it's not like the uh, the old uh, British Navy where you would have midshipmen start at six. But can you imagine a six-year-old precocious Tarrant giving <laughs> orders? Oh, can you imagine? I can, so, actually. Yeah, yes. I can, yeah. Can Complete that, SWAT, yes. That, that ship, so, so, so Tarrant's being a bit of a being a bit of a git below decks and ordering people about and you go right that's it i've had enough of him i'm gonna go and see the captain who's the captain jarvik oh. <laughs> you just you'd jump ship wouldn't you you wouldn't you'd, you'd get off at the next planet maybe we're looking at this all wrong maybe he joined the federation space academy because jarvik is sorry i'm, I'm being i'm, I'm being dis- dad. My, my, my wife has just come yeah. in Right, and yep. she knows we're talking about Taron, and she is distracting me totally with a note which he's just thrust under my nose. Do you want to hear what the note Go says? Go on. Go on. I, I I think she's talking about Taron and not me. Um, you might be talking fre- about Jarvik. Yeah, or Jarvik. She might be Jarvik. Um, fresh-faced, timeless beauty. I think she was talking about you. She is talking about me. Yes. All yeah, right. I think okay. So, so we'll yeah. move on. We'll move on. Do you yeah. think Jarvik might have been a family friend? Jarvik gets him the um, the the role at Federation Space Academy and goes, "Oi, you can come on board straight away, Lieutenant. None of this training nonsense. Come on, come along with yeah, me, I, me I bucko." Think, <laughs> I think I think Jarvik was a good friend of Tarrant's mother. Do you... <laughs> to, the, to the point where Tarrant used to call him Uncle Jarvik. If Jarvik had a bit of a curly hair, I yeah. reckon he's more than a friend yeah. of the mother. I think yes. so, yeah. Oh, but it would explain a lot of his boastfulness. Yeah, they're both they're both smug. They're both a bit uh, a bit old fashioned in their way with ladies. Yes, um, yeah. and, but that and could and... be it that that he got him he got him straight on as a, like a midshipman on this run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it could be. It could. I've got. I've got this image now of him. Um, Taron, young Taron, is a protege yeah. of um, you know Jarvik. In fact, I'm. am j- just trying to call something up, right? Oh, there actually is a name of Jarvik. Jarvik is actually a name. Yeah. Well, you know I know um, in Robocop they 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 say there's a a range of replacement sports hearts called Jarvik. So I right. just assumed it was a name, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just Googling Jarvik. Yeah. Oh, there, I think there is more to this protege thing because I've just called up images of Jarvik and in yeah. the Harvest of Kairos, he hasn't got the studded shoulder pads, but he has got the Miss Selfridge belt. Is it? Ah, oh, 
He's got a leather jerkin on with a Miss Selfridge belt. I think that's one of Tarrant's old belts. I reckon they... Yeah. Yes, they shared a lot of things together, them two. I think they did. I mean, they must... Presumably, they, they were bunkmates then, if mm. they got their belts mixed up. <laughs> so that could have been one of Jarvik's old belts that we yeah. see. Oh, do you think anyway. he wears it out of, out of, like, memory for Jarvik? For Uncle Jarvik? No, but then after the Harvest of Kairos, he would have never worn those belts again, would he? After being betrayed by Jarvik. Like That's he true, yeah. Yes, yes. So do you think then, if they're that pally, maybe Jarvik was behind him being promoted to space captain? Because yeah, I that's think... what he is um, when yeah. Star One happens. Yeah, I think perhaps that's it. Yeah, I think he was... Uh... <coughs> he's, uh, he's Jarvik's... He's, he's pulled some strings and, you know, mm. done some funny handshakes. And he's got, uh, he's got talent straight in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you might be right. And if that is the case, then someone like Travis would have hated him, wouldn't he? Because he did—he wasn't a fan of, of uh, what did he call him? Your, what did you say about Serverland's Silver, lieutenants that was kicking about? Oh, he says I'm a line officer, not one of your. Oh, oh what's he call it? Oh, I can't remember now. Yeah, but so I think he would have—he would have been very dismissive of uh, Tarrant in that respect. Mm, but... Yes. Yeah. Well, Tarrant, t- ten years before Orbit. Um, the story orbit uh, we know he was at the space research institute he was doing courses i don't know yeah. what courses you uh, you do at the space research institute researching space you, yeah well that's that's where he learned to look upwards because he was researching space so they they went out into the back garden of a night just looked upwards and that's that a star he yeah. goes sir what are we doing just research look <laughs> all right well whatever he's doing he becomes very interesting because at some point um, in Ultra World, the Ultras say that he was posted as missing along with a stolen pursuit ship. Yeah. With which he <laughs> ran contraband in the outer planet. So he is a smuggler. He is yeah. another Jenna. And I like that. I like the idea of having maybe even a customised. Oh my God, I've got mental images of Terence customised pursuit ships now. Yeah. Go Flags of himself. Yeah. <laughs> Posters of himself yeah. hanging off, trailing off the back. Yeah. And uh, sparkly yeah. wheel hubs. Um, yes. So, so again, you, so you're you're right. This I'd forgotten that what they keep saying about things that that Tarrant used to do. So, how old do you think the character's meant to be? Because a lot of this be stuff this is presumed, person. Yeah, I suppose that's, a lot of this these ideas are just hangovers from when he was an older yes. captain. But it doesn't make any sense when he's twenty one. I mean, he's got to be at least the character's got to be at least thirty then, hasn't he? Yes. To even yeah. make any of this make any sense mm, mm. so I, I mean fair do so he looks all right at 30 then yeah 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 or 40 yeah. but i yeah. like this i like the idea of having a rogue federation officer just going off to, uh, a mandalorian thing if you like you know yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um you know going off in his ship and having adventures um he says about he, how he gets himself mixed up in other people's wars so presumably yeah. becomes a mercenary yeah a bit of a mercenary like countdown um you know del grant was it yeah. del grant uh del grant yeah so yeah i wonder if i mean assuming any of this is true and it's not just uh towered bullshit <laughs> um yeah so so he's had a very interesting again it all fits better with the older mm-hmm. grizzled captain doesn't it it yeah, just shows yeah. you that just casting I'm, I'm not saying casting the wrong person because again I think Stephen Pacey is a very good actor um, casting <laughs> wrongly for the part how it changes everything doesn't it mm. <coughs> yes indeed um, we also find out that he had an execution order placed on yep. his head 
for deserting. So, you know, he, he's in as much trouble as the Liberator crew. Why, um, why would they execute a deserter and not just you remove that part of their brain and have them as a, then a fully trained mutoid? Yeah. Because, um, no, 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 a mutoid's Cornish pasty wouldn't fit over that perm. Oh, you're right, of course, yeah. Silly me. You could try cramming it on, but it won't work. Do you think they yeah. tried at one point to wipe his brain and went, we can't find anything? <laughs> Maybe, maybe. And I also like the idea that while he's in this outer planets doing all this contraband and stuff, at some point he encountered Baben. He knows yes, Baben. He knows he's, Baben. He's yeah. worked with Baben before. There's a missing story from Big oh, Finish. Oh, that would be amazing. Can, the two egos together. Yeah. Can you imagine it? You know? There's a whole range. Yeah, Big Finish. There's a whole range of, uh, of Hornblower style stories here you could do of young midshipman Tarrant. Yeah, and you've got Stephen Pacey yeah. on your books. You've got Colin Baker on your books. Get yeah. the two of them together. Tarrant and Baben together. Oh, do you imagine it? Oh, it'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'd, 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 I'd listen to them <laughs> just for the car crash. Especially because Stephen Pacey seems to have forgotten the accent. Yeah. <laughs> he, that, is a, that, that is an odd thing, isn't it? To, to listen to him so now, odd, his yeah. voice bears no resemblance. No. I didn't well, realise that was Tarrant talking <laughs> no, the first time I, didn't, I heard it. Because you, you, you lent it to me after the, uh, the, the convention, the uh, Maximum Power, and I listened to it driving back. And so I didn't, I couldn't like look at the case or anything. I'm listening to it. Go, so they've recast a few people. I just assumed they recast Tarrant. Mm. And I thought, oh, they haven't got someone very good. He's, he's, he's nothing like him. Oh, well. And then I, we, I stopped at the service station and looked at the thing. I thought, who's playing Tarrant? Stephen Pacey? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's, and it's not like, because obviously Paul Darrow sounds older and Jacqueline Pierce, bless her, sounds ill in it. And, but he's actually doing a completely different accent. He's like northern. It's, <laughs> it, it's weird. I mean, yeah, you know, he's, I think he's a year older than me. And if yeah. I look at old videos of me from the 80s, my voice isn't that much different no. to now. Oh. Hmm. It's very strange. You, I don't, this happens a lot on where they come back saying, and actors forget how to play the part. But to forget how to do an accent that you can quite obviously do, it's, it's very strange. I don't mm. get it. Yeah. Well, he, yes, he, when the intergalactic war started, you know, yes. we're, we're at that point now, we're one uh, season on. So instead of yeah. being a few ships coming through a tiny gap, it's like this, you know, you know, ga galaxy-wide yeah. battle. He yeah, went in against the Andromedans. Of, no, of, of fighting, yeah. No, he went in against the Andromedans. Didn't last yeah. very long, um, and gets picked up by a Federation ship, right? Yeah. And then says, "I, I, I put on an officer's uniform," which later just so happened to outrank Clegg. So I've now got a mental image or a question for you: <coughs> When he's doing his gun running years yeah. what's he wearing because he's not wearing a federation no. outfit he's an outlaw isn't he yeah is it so more miss selfridge stuff i reckon so i think uh, i think it would be like jarvik it would be uh open down to the naval i hadn't suits. considered yeah. that yeah if jarvik's his hero yeah. yes it's belly button a, a go-go yeah. isn't it yes yeah so hands on hips because you can imagine he's sinking in it. You look, you look at his face, and then you look down. and You think, "God, his zips undone." You follow it down. You see that lovely belt, <laughs> you know. And your eyes go back up the other way. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, I remember. Oh, dear, oh, dear. What a contraceptive that belt is. Oh, yes. dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. So, yeah, it, yeah, he's wearing this officer's uniform. Yeah, um, that fits which, him like a glove. Which fits him like... And he looks bloody good in the he belt stuff, good, Stephen mate, Pace. Yeah. He looks really good. But, yeah, he's picked up by a Federation ship, but then he says that his ship docked onto the Liberator. But but the the the... Where are the rest of the, those Federation people? Has he bumped them off that were on that ship that picked him up? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, where's where's the crew of that Federation ship? Or is does he mean that the Federation ship is? It can't be Clegg's ship. No, because they would notice that their officer has suddenly changed heads, wouldn't they? Yes, <laughs> you'd think. Yeah, there, yeah. There is a slight glimmer of what's going on here, which I'll talk about in behind right. the scenes, okay? Because there's a little bit of <coughs> changing around in the script from from, from uh, the script to what we actually saw. All right, but yeah, that's not really mentioned. Um, yeah, so he's dead cool. He's in his bell staff. We like the the the, the Federation officer Tarrant. Yes, um, I do. Who, like right that. from the get go, he says, "I don't trust anybody except for myself." That's why I'm still alive. He says that to Avon, doesn't he? And he is good in power yeah. play. He outthinks Avon. He's figured out exactly yep. what Avon's done. He recognizes Blake. He knows he's not Blake. That's either Avon or it's Villa. You know, and and he does. He he is one he, one step ahead of Avon in that story, isn't he? Yeah. As far as uh, the Federation officers we've met so far, he's sort of he's he's up there with the cleverest of them, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. He's, he's not the usual sort of bus driver style no. Federation officer. He's clever. But, but yeah, I if if I I wish he'd have played it like this all the way through. I really yeah. yeah. Because it's dropped almost immediately, and yeah. almost immediately, you know, we've got we've got Avon in charge and Tarrant is <coughs> following orders. There are a few times where he like questions. You well, know, there's there's a few um, episodes where obviously the Avon's in charge hasn't got through to the scriptwriters. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like Harvest of Kairos, etc., where they're sort of saying that it's Tarrant's ship and yeah, Avon's yeah. still the second, you know, the science officer style thorn in the side. It, it, and it's it's schizophrenic. It's really weird. It, it, it is. I mean, this is all the muddle that we've got where, yeah. you know, you've got uh, uh, remainders of the captain thing where, yes. you know, yeah. he was going to be in thing. Yeah, I mean, Harvest of Kairos, you know, either Tarrant, uh, as, you know, being on the Liberator, has got that reputation real quick, or... Um, the guy Dasta in in Harvest of Kairos, when he's talking about Tarrant, maybe Tarrant had a reputation as this gun runner mercenary yeah. type, you know. You think Blake would have tried to contact him, though, wouldn't you? This silly plan that we've just been talking about, you would have yeah. thought, oh, oh, now, now now there's somebody you know taken over from me on the Liberator. I could use somebody like that and the Liberator instead of the silly Gowda Prime idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I mean, when we get into season four, you know, he, he has mellowed a lot, uh, Tarrant, and he Certainly, tends to go yeah. along with Avon. We don't get the button of heads. The, as I say, the bullying of Villa, I think the last time we got the bullying of Villa was really about Moloch time, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Where they yeah, butted heads a bit. Yeah, because it's sort of um, uh, City on the Edge is the, the worst of the bullying Villa. <coughs> <laughs> but it still happens a couple of times towards the end of season three. But then by season four, and that's why I think it's weird that seasons three and four follow on directly from each other because there's so much character change between them. And mm. Villa and Tarrant, I won't say they're friends, but they're, there's no animosity anymore. 
No. They're sort of looking out for each other. It's, it's almost his his relationship with uh, Tarrant in season four is almost what it was with Avon in seasons one to three, wasn't it? Sort of grudging respect. The you know they're not <coughs> they're not enemies at all now. No, I, I I've seen fan uh, theories that all this what you've just been saying there is because it's a result of his brother's death that that is the point where yeah. he he loses that fire he loses that spark and becomes more of a follower than wanting to take yeah. control. You know, could be yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I mean, um, it could be that that something as simple as as Villa is after his brother died, Villa consoled him or, you it know what I mean? Be. It could be. That would have been a nice scene and he's realised that, you know, perhaps he's, he should be nicer to Villa. I don't think they're that great at mates because um, in Star Drive, I mean, he went along with Avon um, with Avon's plan of using Dana and Villa as bait for the space rats, you know, yeah. sending them down. Tarrant knew all about that and he didn't object. That's true, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah he's, he's still a shit, you're right. <laughs> right, okay. Um, he, in, in our time of knowing Tarrant in these two seasons that we, uh, we knew the chap, um, he had three encounters with women. Okay, all of them disastrous. All right, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry to bring these back to you because yeah. number one, we've got assassin, oh, and I dear. think this must yeah. be the nadir of Tarrant for me because he is just so dumb in this and yes. he is just so rubbish in it. Well, you're right. I, I mean, I don't know whether you're going to do best and worst of, but this is by far Tarrant's worst. Well, story, I, I, think. I, I think we're in agreement <laughs> that he, he's at his best. As Tarrant, Stephen Pace yes. is as his, uh, his best as Tarrant in his very first story in yes, Power Play. Definitely, yeah. that, that, that is the Tarrant that we wanted for the, for the rest of yeah. his time. Yeah, I think Assassin and Sand are the two, yeah. two worst. Because, yes, in Assassin, he's just so soppy and so wet. And you just want to give him a slap all the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, totally I, unaware that this yeah. that, that this fawning, simpering woman in front of him is actually an assassin. You know? Yeah, I don't know whether, again, whether just miscasting has scuppered this. So whether they'd have got a really good actress to to play cancer, and that might have worked. But I mean, even someone like Tarrant, you can't see him falling for this. I mean, I, even Villa, who who would fall for the flutter of any eye, you know, any eyelid. Eyelash is. Um, I can't see Tarrant falling for this. No, he's not that much of an idiot. No, it didn't do him really, any favors. Yeah, did does, it? Does, it? Does the character no favors this uh, script? No. no, and I mean, I mean, apologists say for the whole sand thing with Servalan, it's the sand affecting his mind. Yeah, presumably it found it and then affected it. Um, Mm. I, yeah, I just think that that suffers from the fact that that script was quite obviously not written for Blake Seven. No, no it's a bloody Tanith Lee, wasn't yeah, it? That's Tanith Lee. They said we want a second script from you, and she's gone. Well, I happen to have this one ready. It's like, hang on, we've only just asked for it. Yeah, give me ten <laughs> minutes to tipex out the names. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> And of course, his third encounter romantically was with uh, Toya, wasn't it? With Toya. Wilcox. With Toya, Ziona. And yeah. again, um, yeah, I didn't believe it for one second. Um, mm. Yeah, th this time though, it's it's almost the other way around. You can't believe that she would fall for Tarrant, because <laughs> because although I mean, I didn't find I didn't find the actress as grating this time when we watched it, and right. I actually thought, 
okay, she's quite intelligent and she does the right thing at the end. And, it, it, well, you know, I think she, and I, I couldn't believe that she would fall for Tarrant. Mm. I mean, perhaps, I mean, perhaps I'm not best placed to judge Tarrant's sex appeal. Perhaps we should ask your wife again. No, she's gone back out. Actually, uh, yeah. But yes, that, I mean that is a good question. Yes, for, yeah. let, let's open this up to the Facebook yeah, page. Yeah. What is his appeal? Because we can't yeah. see it. Yeah, you can. I can see. I can see the weird, perverse appeal of Avon because mm. a lot of people like this bad boy, thinking that they can tame. They'll be the one that tames the wild beasts. Uh, never do. They just get treated crappily and then wonder why that's happened. Um, so I can see the appeal of of Avon. <coughs> I can't really see the appeal of Taron. Because you can't even just say it's visually, because sometimes no. those that, that, those perms are, are, are quite outrageous. And the outfits he's in... Oh, he's got I, no dress sense, has he? Apart but, from the it, bell staff, name me one decent Taron outfit. There's a question for Facebook. Yeah. Where, where, when did ta- ta- Taron actually look good? I'm trying to think now. Certainly not see, yeah. see, season four when he was in that horrible grey jumpsuit for the whole season. No. No, I, I, I don't think Tarrant ever had a really nice... He never had a really iconic look, did he? Well, a lot of his outfits were very Blake-like, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the swashbuckling he never, he never really had a theme, like... I mean, because Avon wore some weird stuff. I mean, in a show where everyone wears something weird, Tarrant is by far the... He's got the least dress sense, mm. you know? Mm. Some mm. of the stuff he wore, like the Robin Hood stuff, and that, that weird... Um, that weird sort of uh, knit, uh, corduroy knit thing he wore. That mm. was just bizarre. Um, and of course, he also he, he wore one of Avon's cast me down. The black he? leather one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the moment. That's the moment everybody's going to go, oh, yeah. this is his best one when Taron yeah, in black oh, leather. Yeah. He looks right. just like Avon. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> if I squint. Yes. All right. So, uh, ruthless or not? Would you say he's ruthless or not? I think he thinks he's ruthless. I'm not entirely sure that he is. Oh, he's got quite a kill count, actually. Has he? Right. Would, would you like yeah, to hear? Yeah, let's yeah, let's hear the kill count first. All right. So he he killed three of Clegg's men in his first story. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That. yeah. yeah. He shot one of the Tharns guards. Yep. Okay. He killed two of the Ultra. Right. He shot Gross and Lecter on Sardos. Yep. He destroyed Vinny, didn't he? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he shot one link on terminal, uh, killed two troopers in games, killed Investigator Reeve on Vern, um, a guard on Xerox, another one on the Space Princess, and one Federation trooper on Galda Prime. So I think <coughs> at the moment he's the most bloodthirsty yeah. of the main characters. So he's dangerous. He's dangerous, mm. certainly. Um,. Yeah okay, yeah, okay, I'll edge to perhaps he is ruthless then, because he is, yeah, he doesn't seem to have any uh, qualms about killing people. No. His first line, I really like his first line. I mean, it's it, it's repeated. It's on in, in Aftermath and yes, Powerplay. Yes, is it, is it um, something like, I think you'll find it's my ship, or what are you doing on my ship, or something you, like that? You got the end of it. It's actually, summary execution is the usual punishment for boarding a Federation ship without authority. What are you doing on my ship? Yes. And it's that attitude. That is the like tarrant that. that we should yeah. have had, you yeah. know? Um, do you know what his last line was, and is it pro- 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 prophetic? Is it something, is it something like, um, Avon, I think Blake's here... I think he's betrayed us or something. It's just Avon. Oh, is that? It's not really a line. It's a word. Not really. Yeah. 
All right, so that that's that uh, behind the scenes. Um, Stephen Pacey, as I say, yep. uh, I think he's one <laughs> one year older than me. He's exactly my height. Really? So yes. You would have fitted into his bell stuff. I would have fitted into his bell yeah. stuff. Yes, same same height. When I had hair, I didn't have hair uh, like his. My brother did. My brother had yeah. uh, very uh, Stephen Pacey hair, uh, but my brother's six foot seven, so um, I don't think he would fit in the bell stuff. No. I think it would, uh, it would be riding up into his nadgers, wouldn't it? Mm. Now, this is, I, I thought this was interesting, right? I was looking at the DVD extras, and, and you get um, Stephen Pace's screen test. He, he had a oh, number yes. of screen yeah, tests. I went, yeah. I went and watched this, because you said about it on one of the episodes, and I went and uh, yeah. had a look on YouTube. And it's very interesting. There he mm. is, in, in, just in civvies, um, um, alongside Paul Darrow. But Paul Darrow is the one feeding him the lines. Um, and I thought it was very interesting, because um, the main one, where he explains who he is, and you know his background and everything, um, he's reading the script, obviously, and here we've got script changes, okay? Yeah. Because Clegg... <laughs> isn't isn't called Clegg. Clegg is called Sion, okay, with a P, P-S-I-O-N. Um, and a line has been cut out. Tarrant says that he got to the Liberator first, right? And Clegg and co. came a- along a day later when oh. when their life capsule linked up with the Liberator. So two things to point out in that. Number one... That yellow ship, that terrific yellow ship that we yeah. see, you know, docking with the Liberator. And we said when we did the Clegg episode, is that Tarrant arriving or is that Clegg yeah. arriving? As the script says it, that's Tarrant's ship. That's a Federation ship that Tarrant somehow arrives in all alone. But yeah. he also, he says that a day later, Clegg and co arrived. So what was Tarrant doing for a day before Clegg arrives, looking for belts or I think so, yeah. studded he found, shoulder pads. He found a room that was just full of belts, and he was trying mm. to find one that matched his old Jarvis one. Is that it? Is that yeah. it? Because, you know, if he's not looking for belts, presumably in that day, he's either waiting for somebody, one of the Liberator crew, to come back, or is he trying to get Zen to un- uh, do what he says, or what? I can just imagine... Talent uh, constantly for a day trying to get Zen to, to recognize him. That would have been funny. And um, thinking, but, oh, if Zen was female, yeah, she would have charmed me by yeah. now. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, does a day pass? Does a day pass with Avon and that? Is there enough time for him to have a day between it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. So I can understand no. why they might, they might trim it. Yes, Interesting yeah. though on his screen test because he's playing it as the, as he is in power play you can see why they would hire him mm-hmm. he is quite impressive in that yes i mean when yeah. when, when he came for the interview you know they were looking for an older person yeah. but yeah david maloney and, and and others in the uh in the office saw the effect he was having on the ladies yeah and i i think that went some way to actually convincing that he he was the guy you know um he went he went out with glennis barber shortly after blake seven they became mm-hmm. an item for some for some time yeah. Can you imagine um, what their kids would look like? 
Maybe there are, but we well, just don't yeah, know. Don't know. Um, Dee Robertson, she was the costume yep. designer at the time. And do you remember me saying about when we did the Tharn episode about how the guy in the Dickensian top hat, they yep. sat down and said... Yeah, they what, went and, yeah, went and what, chose their What were your stuff. character wear? <laughs> well, they had this uh, discussion. She sat down with Stephen Pacey to discuss the look of Taron, yep. and between them, they decided to base their costume on pirates, Errol Flynn, etc., etc., but it just wasn't too convincing, was it? It looks panto. Yeah, I think they've. There's, it's okay basing your look on that, and I think you could do something with that. But they've literally, that's something you could wear in a panto as a pirate or a, a buccaneer, isn't it? Mm. That yeah, it's not. It's not been sci-fied enough. I don't think. No, I mean no, we I mean, we've we just said, haven't we, that that Blake's outfit in Blake was really good, you know. Really the, good, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, if he had been wearing something like that rather than these yeah. spotlessly clean, very shiny studs mm. things. I think that's what, I mean, most of Doctor Who suffered from it as well, and I think Blade 7 especially, it it didn't have the grittiness that it should have had. No. People should have been unclean. Their, their clothing should have been stained. Well, when um, you look at season yeah. one with all hush puppies and yeah. and... and, and, and you know the tunics and that if it was all still like that instead of this but we, we we've said before haven't we season three is space fantasy it, yes it, it, yeah. it changed didn't it so yeah I guess... it's not sci-fi anymore it's space fantasy yeah <laughs> so, um yeah, they, they were they had to do something i suppose yes indeed they were worried apparently by his curls because really? they thought they were too much like gareth thomas's and they were going to straighten them so mm. Either that or put a wig on him, in which case he would have looked like Dieter Tarrant, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad they didn't go with the wig. I thought you were going to say they were worried about his kills because it would affect the CSO. Because <laughs> that, that was a, that was always a complaint with John Pertry, wasn't it? That, yes. Uh, curly hair is terrible for CSO. Um, I, do you know what? I, there's, there's, there's sometimes when his perm looks really good, and there's other times where it looks exactly like what it is. Um so I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I think curly hair <clears throat> was a mistake because it is, it just again makes you think of Blake, mm, you mm. know. Um, but then, yeah, I'm glad they didn't go with the wig. Mm, mm. Sure, um, close cropped, you know, a, a crew cut or something like that. He's a Federation officer. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that would have put with that. That would have yeah. been good. Um, I think we got a hangover from the captain as well, in that David Maloney asked him to do his lines with a deep, gritty voice. Which he never did. Yeah. I mean, no, I can say bloody hell if that's what he thinks is deep and gritty. Oh he's too posh to be deep yeah. and gritty. I think. Yeah. Um, and Stephen Pacey's, you know, since Blake Seven, he's appeared on an, an awful lot of TV stuff. You know, Heartbeat and Lovejoy and uh, and um, a film I haven't seen for ages, uh, which he did before Blake Seven, Aces High. The Malcolm McDowell one oh, about right, the yeah, World you know, War One, yeah, the fighter yeah. pilot one, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got a role in that. That's always on TV. It's always yeah, on ITV. I have to keep an eye out, eye out for him. Um, he was nominated for an Olivia Award for Best Male Actor in a Musical for the role of Bertie Wooster in uh, in the revival of uh, By Jeeves. Oh well, did you know <laughs> I could see him as that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> Sorry, posh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, he would have been, that sort of part would have been really good for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's recorded more than 300 audiobooks. Yeah, I used to, I'm trying to think what, I used to have a, a double cassette of a book that he had done. I can't remember which one it was now. But yeah, he's got, I always thought he had a good voice for audiobooks. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Like, also, yeah I mean, I know it's, it's not uh, 
not talking about Stephen Pacey, but the amount of programs that Glynis Barber does the narration for on ITV is staggering. <laughs> it is. So perhaps he, he needs to get a bit of that market going. He should do, yeah, yeah, yeah. with his ex, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, genre tally, uh, not 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 spectacular. No, I've not seen him um, in anything much sci-fi wise. Well, he's still doing stuff. I mean, yeah. most of them are, are, are relatively recent uh, compared to what a lot of our uh, guest actors do. Yeah. He's got a genre tally of five, okay? Right. Um, the first thing being Blake Seven. Um, and then uh, the heroic legend of Arislan. Oh, don't know. I that think one. that's an anime, right? Is that. That's not the lion, Arislan, is it? No, that's Aslan, isn't it? That's Aslan, yeah. Um, And then a sequel to House on Haunted Hill called Return to House on Haunted Hill in 2007. Yeah, that That sounds sounds... straight straight to video. uh, Yeah, I think so. Um, Then Dark Matters. He was in Dark Matters. Uh, Doesn't ring a bell. Dark Matters, Twisted but True, right? Mm. And the last genre thing was this year, something called The Rook, which is a paranormal TV series. I've not seen that either. So no who... I it's guess nice they didn't hire him. I, I guess they didn't hire him because you already had a perm with Tom Baker. You can't have yeah. two perms in one shot. They might interlock or something, you know. Well, if they, it's like Velcro if they have a butted heads. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so that's <laughs> that. That's that out of the way. And because we're, we're we're talking main characters again, we've got to go to the whole rating thing uh, on, on on where you would put Tarrant, right? Yeah. Now, do you want a reminder of where you actually? were or can you remember uh go on you you tell me because i i did have it written down but i don't know whether this was the actual one i used or this was the one before so i, I can't right, remember right. where we're up to we're going from the bottom upwards yeah. all right um as as of now uh at number seven you and i both agree on slave right, right? yeah number six i've got gan and you've got jenna yeah right number five I've got Jenna and you've got Gan, so they yep. swap places. Number four, I've got Travis Mark two, and you've got Zen. Right. Okay. Number three, I've got Zen, and you've got Travis Mark one. Right. Okay. We both agree on Callie at number two, and number one, I've got Travis Mark one, and you've got Travis Mark two. All right. So I reckon then, for me, Tarrant would go between Travis Mark one and Zen. Travis Mark 1 and yeah. Zen. As much as I like Zen, I think Tarrant is a bit more of an interesting character in that he had arcs and things that weren't particularly well-defined. But, but yeah, I reckon so. So mine would be Travis 2, Callie, Travis 1, Tarrant, Zen, Gan, Jenna, Slave. All right. <coughs> and I go... Let me find my piece of paper. I go Travis Mark 1, Callie, yep. Zen, yep. Travis Mark 2, Tarrant there... Yep. Then Jenna, then Gan, then Slave. All right. So, so yeah. So he's slotted in the same place on both. In our the lists. same place. That, that that's yeah. interesting. That's that is, interesting. Yeah. 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 It's going to be interesting to see what we think next week because I think we're going to disagree because next time we're looking at Tarrant's fellow newbie uh, Dana Dana mm. Mellonby. Yeah. You know. So I'm I'm interested to see where you're going to uh, place her in that list. Yeah, I am going to have to have a long hard think about Dana. Well, you got seven <laughs> you, you you've got seven you, you reminded me of Rick Mail then for some reason. <laughs> um uh yeah, so seven days time it's Dana. So you've yep. got seven days to do that now, before of, of course for her on um on uh other genre things she's still working right up to now isn't she she's been in a couple of 
I messaged you last night. Yeah, yeah, I'm, did, I'm, yeah, I'm doing my research already. I can't believe she's in a, yeah. a, a current TV show. Uh, I wasn't yeah. aware of this at all. Yeah. All right. But before we go, um, yes. I've just got a little shout out before oh, we go. Good. Okay. We Yes, we haven't had one in ages. What's wrong with you, everybody? Um, many thanks to Rog over on our <gasps> Neo's as homepage. Yeah, R O J. Um, what the chances of that, eh? Um, over on our Neo's as homepage, and he, he he's left a comment on our Cali episode, right? Ooh. Which is uh, referring to how we said about how did Blake know that that whatever it was down on Saurian Major, you know, behind that big door. Oh, yes. Yeah. I didn't know that how was in there. Know it was, um, yeah. Very good point. He says, Blake knew what kind of power generator was on Saurian Major because he used to be an engineer, hence his work in the Federation Aquatar Teleport Project. Fair dude. I'll go along with that. that I'll go along good, with that. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yep. Yeah. So thank you, Rog. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Look at looking after your own namesake there. I yes, like yes, yeah, yeah. A, a distant future relative yes. of yours, obviously. Yeah. Yes, yeah. All right, so yeah, seven days you've got, Ian. Seven days of thinking about uh, Miss Mellonby. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm, All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Speak to you in a week. Thanks, Ian. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.